need to adjust your set, folks. That's just the sound of the now world-famous siren at the DPR. But long before Chase, Awesome Bill, and Bully Burgers became the norm, there's embedded history in Dawson County a lot of folks haven't heard the stories of. Well, there's no better person to give that history lesson than Mr. Pool Room International himself, Gordon Perkle. So the staff here at the crossing took to the road again and interviewed Gordon up at the Dawsonville Pool Room. Here is how it all went down. Take it away, Cal. Broadcasting once again from the Northeast Tower of Pete's Castle in beautiful downtown South Coal Mountain. This is Coal Mountain Cal along with my brother Chris Cheatham. And we are bringing you once again another stellar episode of the podcast that we call The Crossing, where the music meets the memories. Chris, that's what I'd usually say, but we're not there again. We've only done one show. Pete found out that we were recording, and so he's uh, contacted Forsyth County, and they're doing an investigation onto it. In the meantime, we relocated. Run us off, he did. (laughs) Yes. So So we're road tripping, and we are tonight... In the world famous, that's a, everything we know is world famous. Oh, well. Daytona room at the Dawsonville Pool Room. And our guest tonight on the show, Chris, is none other than Mr. Pool Room International, as my daddy used to call him, <laughs> Gordon Perkle. Gordon, welcome to the show tonight. Glad to be here. And Chris. And Cal. Not only do we have Gordon, we have another Dawsonville celebrity. The, the director of public relations of Dawson County, Tim Whitmire has blessed us with uh, with his presence. And we'll go ahead and we'll give the backstory on how we ended up here tonight. Yeah, well, Grace, he's going to grace us with our knowledge. Chris? Yes? Tim, say hello to everybody out hello there. Hello, everybody out there. Whoa. That what? sounds like the voice that does all of our commercials for the crossing. <laughs> Don't be pulling back the veil there, Oz. I just said anyway, it sounds like it. Okay. Go ahead. Anyway, we had gotten together a couple nights ago. Of course, we were watching the race and hanging out. And we got talking about all the, uh, I don't know, all those beer joints that used to exist in Dawson County and the birth of NASCAR and how how these bootleggers used to race and all. And Tim began to bless us with about two and a half hours of his knowledge of of all the beer joints. Not that he had personally been there himself, but he had... um, Stories to tell from the heritage. More of a historian, if, it was, if you will, which made us think, you know what we need to do? We need to come down to the uh, to the pool room, and we need to interview Mr. Gordon Purple. So we called Gordon up, and he graciously said he would be glad to do it <laughs> as long as that check cleared that we sent him. Yeah. Where's Just, my check? Yeah. You ain't getting any kind of check. Yeah, yeah. I haven't got paid for those commercials yet. Yeah, well, Although, well, not, I forget about the commercials. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Well, but like any, anywho, Gordon, a lot of folks... That, most everybody knows who you are around here, but since we're going worldwide, uh, you were born in Dawson County. Born in Dawson County. What year was that? 36. Down, now I know you live down around the War Hill community now. Is that where you were born? Yeah, and I was born at home, so I was born in the county. <laughs> <laughs> I would say if you lived here all your life, but you'll say not yet, right? Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's the plan, though, right? No, yes, yes. So we were talking... That back in the days, what years were we be talking about these uh, establishment clubs and beer joints we were talking about? That's a bad word, beer joints. I, I just call I them clubs. It, was, yeah. it went legal. I mean, we had legal beer before the war, so in the early 40s probably. But then it, it went on up to uh, 57. The county commissioner wouldn't issue license and... Some people said it went away. It didn't went away. It just so happened that 
when they built Lake Lanier, a lot of the beer joints on the Hall County side where all that business came from, mostly anyhow, um, built new ones and they built restaurants too, you know, like a restaurant. So most of your beer joints just went to a restaurant. Now, where was these people getting this? Where were they getting the beer from? Where did they buy their beer? Where were they bringing it in from? Because this was a dry county. They weren't selling it. They didn't have any distributors or anything around here, did they? So where did they go get it? Places. They had connections. Connections, yeah. At one time, I mean, they kept changing the laws on that. You had to buy from a... Went from legal to illegal to back to... And the distributors couldn't deliver to you, you know. Yeah. And we learned ways of... Making sure it got there. Yeah. The gray area, as they call them. But you started early working at them, right? I want to tell this, and you can collect this out, but it's getting a story tale, you know. But, you know, worked with Buster Anson, he had all kinds of connections, so. But the state changed the laws that you had to buy, or you couldn't, they cracked down where you couldn't buy from the distributors. Right. But anyhow, Buster worked out a deal with, uh, down in Athens, the Budweiser people, they'd bring a tractor and trailer load of beer, and we'd out in the woods there behind the station. Offload it. Stockpile it. Really, we homers in that barn, they start with. <laughs> <laughs> and we had an old, big two-ton farm truck, had big old sideboards. I'd load 600 cases of Budweiser's on that uh, truck, and the Ridley's, uh, Jody Ridley's daddy and his uncle lived over here between Chatsworth and Dalton on the river. Yes, sir. Dirt well, track. Dirt wow. track racer, yeah. Jody yeah. Ridley. You remember? Uh-huh. And uh, I'd drop off like 200 on this side of the river and 200, and they had a, a brother-in-law that had a place out in the it looked like a nightclub way out in the damn woods. Yeah. But Dalton side, on that side, they had legal beer. Chatsworth did too. But Dalton, they changed it. They had to close down at 10 o'clock at night for some just stupid law they had. Well, when they closed the beer joint, everybody come out there and... Came back to the woods. That, yeah, to the woods, you know. And they <laughs> stayed open half of the night, you know. So. But I, I, I would distribute 200 cases on this side of the river to uh, Jody's daddy and his brother, I mean his uncle, right across, and then I'd go out this nightclub and drop 200 cases off. So when you started, you started working uh, at these places pretty early in age, right? As, which was the first uh, place yeah. you How old were you? Yeah. Uh, I was... Probably 20 when I was holding that beer. With her. Right. There. But as a kid, I thought, did you tell me what, one time you started working? Your mama was mad because she would, didn't want you hanging out at them places or something. Was that right? Yeah, but I, I was probably 16 before I ever worked one of them kind of yeah. places. Uh, you know, we tell all the time about somebody hauling liquor when they're 14 years old. Right. And most people say they didn't have a driver's license. What the heck did it matter? That was the least of their worries. That's the least of their Have a license. So most of you liquor haulers started when they were about 14. I read in uh, Sports Illustrated, they did, I think it was one of the anniversaries of NASCAR, maybe the 75th anniversary or something. They were interviewing you, and you said that uh, when you was growing up, the kids didn't play Cowboys and Indians. What did they play? Whiskey haulers. 
Reveneers and bootleggers. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't any cowboys and Indians. Well, down at the old Lumpkin School down in the wood and that little old branch, we'd build like steels down there. We had a hard time getting anybody to be the revenue, but we, we yeah. had to have one, you know. And we'd take the cans from the Make your own down toy steels. Do all that, and then the revenues come down there and bust them, you know. <laughs> That, that was an education that got you through life, though, yeah, right? Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> so when we're talking about these clubs, Tim's had, he's graciously compiled a list of some. I'm going to let him call a couple yeah. of them out, and you give your input on what you remember, some things you might yeah. remember about them. When you know every one of them. Yeah. <laughs> well, I got about 25 of them listed. We won't hit them all. We're going to yeah. protect the innocent, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. But uh, uh, I guess my recollection is the stories I heard about the bloody bucket. My great-grandfather, R.B. Whitmire Sr., who was a state mm -hmm. representative also back in 1935, mm -hmm. and that era there. So, you know, there were beer joints back then. He had the bloody bucket, and the lake backed up over that, and uh, he moved it to Last Chance, First Chance. I guess you was probably still a kid when Last Chance, First Chance. That was down 909. Yeah. Come and across the South Carolina line. The house is still there. That's where yeah. my Uncle Gene Whitmire mm -hmm. lived for a number of years. Mm -hmm. And then after he closed that down, uh, he had, uh, I guess they called it Whitmire's Place or whatever it was down old 53 right there, War Hill, right before he get to the curves yeah. down in there, right before the lake, he had one there. But he had those three. Well, and probably when you think of the most famous ones, you hear Bloody Bucket, Three Gables, and black black, black cats kitten. kitten. It was yeah, that was uh, way back. Grady Grady Tatum had mm -hmm. that. Uh, there's a sign I think. Bo, one of our I, friends. I was raised up on that down there. Yeah, the building's still there, ain't it? Somebody's uh, in the house. Yeah, yeah, it's a rental house now. That was named after his three daughters. Was that correct? Wife and three daughters wife. had a sign with a cat, and the three kittens was his wife, his two daughters, Betty Jo and Edna. Yeah. Our great, yeah, his yeah, his daughters. So all yeah. these places were different owners. Anybody have more? Oh, yeah, yeah. Everybody Most had a different owner. Yeah. Different owner. Yeah. When you look through that list, I mean, I'm not going to call any names. Ran, he, yeah. he ran that a long time, and then he, didn't he ended up running that down 90 at the county line? Yeah, that was one of the last ones he had. That's yeah. where he shot a fella, I think. You Is that where he shot roof? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> we need to hear that story right quick before <laughs> well, we go in. The one we were talking about, was yeah. that the same one you were telling? Yeah. Shot him in the mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Told you. What did he say? Shot him in the mouth. Yeah. yeah. Well, what it was, was uh, at last chance, first chance, the night before they'd thrown somebody out. And, and I, I can still see my grandfather, Arby Jr., Pa, I'll call him that, t sitting there telling a story with a cigarette. I think well, I got a picture. He wasn't bigger than that, much bigger than no, that. No, he was. wasn't. He was a small guy. <laughs> He said they threw this guy out, I won't call his name, but he said, well, we, we threw him out, and the word was he was going to come back and shoot us the next night. Got and, mad, going to come yeah, back. Yes, so he's mad. As so, they all do. So here he come back, and this is and keep in mind, 9E was a dirt road then. They said people, if it rained, you mudded up and had to push and pull people out of there. But anyway, so this guy came back, and he said, uh, and I'll, I'll spare the language as Pa described it, I'll kill you, you SOB. And he went, reached in his overalls like he's going to pull out a gun, possible. He's going to shoot me. So I pulled out my 38 and I shot him in the stomach. <laughs> no, pa shot yeah. him in the stomach. stomach and yeah. he stumbled back. And my great grandfather, which uh, I never knew, he died before I was born, said, Son, that ain't the way you shoot somebody. Give me that gun. 
And that's when he shot him in, in the, the mouth. mouth. Yeah, and knocked his tooth out, bullet lodged back there. And he said, well, let's load him up and take him to Doc Bramlett, you know. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, and that, that's pretty much where Pi left the story. Well, you know, fast forward probably 40 years after that, I was at church <laughs> working for, uh, preparing for a Christmas cantata, and Doc Bramlett, he was playing King Herod. He said, I've been meaning to ask you, you knew your relations to uh, R.B. Whitmire. I said, well, yeah. He said, I remember the time they brought this guy <laughs> in there after they shot him. I said, so it's true. Dang right, it was true. <laughs> so, yeah, I thought this was embellishing the story, but he I mean, it was self-defense, but he could have went to trial, but you know, I guess what I understand, they went to trial, and the guy who got shot never showed up, so they dropped the charges against state representatives. <laughs> so, so you just can't get away with shooting a fella anymore. Not like, not like you could. Not like, like you could back then. Mm -hmm. Now right. you got to check your gun at the door, <laughs> unless you got a special <laughs> carry permit. But they, you know, they were back in days. About everybody had a gun. I mean, they carried guns. You didn't have to worry because you knew they had you didn't one. Have to carry permits. That probably wasn't the first firearm that ever went off in one of those joints back in the day, was it? No, no, no. Well, there's. Yeah. I was raised up between two. Yep. Brats Cat's kitten. Grandpa sold them that property over there. Uh, Off 318 yeah. or 50, oh, 53. And uh, then Midway, uh, it was called Midway. Yep. Then, Midway then Inn. Robin's Nest or the Cold. George Gasway had that one. George right. Gasway had it on the right. Now, these probably wasn't huge places, though, were they? Was some of them pretty good size? Three or? Three three. It's sitting there in the whole, it's two stores with a full basement on it, same as three stores from the backside. Our so band like, could have played there it, back in the it's day. It's a fish hotel now, I reckon. They still, they didn't still tear down, the lake <laughs> come up over it. Well, there was a story, Gordon, tell me about this. If, if you ever heard this one, after the lake, they tore down Three Gables, the basement was still there. After the lake backed up over it, somebody had stole, stripped down a, a Cadillac or a Lincoln or something, and run it down 53, what's a boat ramp now, and run it off in there to hide the, hide the car. Went down into the basement of it. That's all he's going to say about that. That, yeah. that beer joint had a five-acre concrete-paid parking lot. Back in what year before that would have been? It was built in 48, yeah. I mean 44, I think. But uh, it was so proper after the war when we Things was always wet. Were you legal by beer? And they'd North fill that Georgia. parking lot with people coming? Back then. It, now, yeah. besides people showing up to basically just drink beer and party, I mean, what could they, what they have for entertainment? They did, Cal oh. mentioned about listening to music. You ever have... They had bands. They had uh, the uh, upstairs, they had a sag bar, they called it. And it, it was long as this whole, long as this twice as long as this building, I reckon. It's just a straight bar down through, right? And, uh, but women weren't allowed. It's just men only. I mean, mm -hmm. It was called a stag bar. Then they had two big dining rooms. One of them opened up uh, early in the evening, and, didn't, and they both stayed open late on the weekends. And they was couples only. So, you know, no, no trying to keep the, to try to keep the riffraff from mixing and in. They never had the trouble with these old beers. You know, you go down here, this little old beer joint, and they'd be... Uh, down the cars. <laughs> yeah, and they'd be Five. three women in there and 21 men that <laughs> don't work that ain't, out. That ain't good odds. But <laughs> down here... Uh, it's evened out. Yeah. yeah well, I have to tell this, though. <laughs> 
I knew where you wound up. I was lashing and work at the old Furry Gaber. But when I was working, I worked the four years I was in high school and two years after high school at the old Twin Tank service station. And then when he went to graduate there, school at the, after uh, that, uh, <laughs> at the Three Gables. <laughs> then uh, uh, that, I worked that, but they closed when they built Lake Lanier. The service station closed way down early, you know, when traffic quit coming. Like I say, people won't drive out of the way to buy gas, but they drive all the way on half Georgia to get it. Get a cold know, beer. Yeah. So <laughs> we stayed open. It stayed open. But I went to work for Benton Goble, who was building Club Martinique, which would have been the new Free Gables once they got it done. Uh, it was as hot as it was last summer, I believe. It, I never seen it so dang hot. They had me up there putting them boats through them rafters. Buster pulled up in that Cadillac, and uh, he said, I don't know what I'm gonna do, Hubert. Uh, Tally gave me his uh, week's notice. He ran the stag bar. Right. So I ain't got many more weeks down there, but I don't know who in the world I get for that. I said, what about me? A lot cooler than running them bolts on it. I could just see that. Uh, they had an air conditioning road over the door. <laughs> these, uh, rocks. They own air conditioning place probably in Dawson County. Really? And uh, he said, well, be there at 8 o'clock. Boy, I was so happy then. I thought, Shit. He's probably dressed up like old Isaac on Love Boat, fixing them, <laughs> fixing them drinks. But I come home, I come home, I said, hey, well, I'm going to tell Mama about this. I never did get another tell him. Well, I was having to be work at eight o'clock at the uh, the club on the new fifty. I mean, yeah, to build it. Right. And uh, eight so in the morning. I left about ten minutes still. I know Mama wouldn't notice that, but I know she'd notice if I head down the dead end road. You know, <laughs> I come out with George Pew like he would now. You know, going. In Forsyth County, where that large hall is, yes, sir. that road runs right back in the highway, and I wasn't working. And it went on about three or four weeks, or well, maybe longer than that. You was keeping long hours, and too, And all I had was, it was most of the people coming in. It wasn't unusual for a car pull up and three men get out of it, one get two cases of beer, and then get three cases of beer, and then get four or five pints of government liquor, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I had somebody one time said, I bet you sold a million or six packs, hadn't you, Joe Gordon? Not many. They thought I was going to be like lots of people from this county. Yeah. <laughs> I said, but I sold millions of cases of beer. You wouldn't drive from Gainesville here and buy six just packs. Sit, just to buy six. <laughs> so, Gordon, you said government liquor. What's government liquor? Tax paid. I mean, is that like Canadian mist or yeah, yeah. That's a, so anything that's taxed? Back yeah. in them days, they called it government liquor because it had tax paid on it, and then moonshine didn't have no tax yeah. paid on it. So that that was the thing with moonshine is non-tax paid liquor, which made it illegal. That, that well, the, the health piece the, of it was what we saw was, was liquor. If you lived in Gainesville, you had to drive downtown uh, Peach Street to buy a bottle of liquor or a beer. Back in them days, so. They got beer later up closer, but there wasn't no liquor till you had to drive to Atlanta. But Buster, when he run the Free Gables and then done the same thing when he, he had a liquor store downtown in Atlanta too. So he'd bring it, uh, government liquors I call it, up mm -hmm. here and we'd Dispense of it that way. 
So Club Martinique, once the lake backed up, tore down the three gables, Club Martinique was essentially Buster's place. Yeah. Now I can remember as a young kid coming back from Gainesville, uh, you know, riding the car, mom and dad, who's there, you know? I mean, they, you know. That's so, where at least it was in the paper, yeah. Little Conceiving, they have three gables and then they got Club Martinique. Club, That's the same one. Yeah. They didn't both wouldn't open at the same time. Same way with mid Midway in the Robin's Nest. And so Midway Inn turned into the Robin's Nest when they built the yeah. Robin's mm -hmm. Now, those two buildings are still there. Robin's Nest, as you head towards Gainesville on 53, on the right, right past War Hill intersection as you go to the park, is the golf cart store. That's yeah. That was the Robin's Nest. And Club Martinique is a church. <laughs> I kid you not. Uh, you, you Come full circle. Yeah. Club Martinique just sounds so upscale. Yes. That sounds like a uh, oh, yeah. classic. It was. That's a colored shirt with blue and neon lights and everything. Oh, it was upscale. Yeah. I just can't really? picture in my mind Dawsonville all in the young Vegas style. Most people in that dining room, men had suits and ties on. Really? And where were a lot of people, the patrons that were coming to those places? Where were they Where they all come from Gainesville? The biggest part, they come from all over North So they were smart putting those clubs right there at the county line. Oh, yeah. That's really Everybody that worked there was probably from Dawsonville. Oh, yeah. Was that, think about it, you know, that was more of your club style honky tonks, if you will, because games would come there. That was the place coming in. Now, when you think over the coming traffic coming up 9E, that's why uh, Grandpa Whitmire called it last chance, first chance. Last chance to get a drink leaving Dawson County, first chance coming in <laughs> from down there. And it was... See what he did there? I yeah. saw it. Yeah. yeah. So it and wasn't... double entendre. Yes. Yeah, it wasn't, from what I have been told, it wasn't like Club Martinique or the the, the, the finer establishments. But it's I do call her a beer joint. Yeah. But I do remember hearing stories, you know, where, and of course, you didn't have cell phones and CB radios and things like that. Of course, they did have some two-way radios, but they also had some poker machines, some nickel and... Uh, not uh, slot machines, nickel and dime slot machines, but they would get word ahead of time that the revenuers were coming for a bust mm -hmm. and then they'd pull all the slots out. They had some of those, some of his, his I'm sure they had them at others too. Yeah. So they kept the beer sales, which were legal, those were fine at the time. Yeah. But they were frowning upon the uh, slots Most and stuff. Most of the beer joints from them three down there, this way, they bootlegged moonshine. As well. Inside, you know, but those of uh, government liquor on that end. Right. So the beer joint's just a front. Oh, yeah. A little bit. Yeah, well, when they finally, well, it was through more and saying it cost us more money to have beer than it cost. It was just like a, I think a dollar, 10 cents a case. No, that's what it, it ain't much more than that now. Whatever it was, it wasn't that much. It's a lot more than a dollar than a case. <laughs> but what you had, what yeah. you do on You've got them in month, there, yeah. You come to the courthouse, bring your receipts, uh, it, and it shows how yeah. many cash you bought, and you paid it. Pay your taxes in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they wasn't making much money off. You think they brought all them mm. damn receipts up there? Nobody checked no. it. Yeah. And that's what to more, and it cost us more money to have beer than we getting out of it. So they voted it down. To more was commissioner at the time. Yeah. At more. Okay. Probably just one commissioner, I bet, right? Yeah. Well, Dawson just had one commissioner yeah. up till the 80s. Yeah, it, it, for a long yeah. time, just one commissioner. Well, Gordon's talking about the moonshine and everything. If you think about also those beer joints down in that area, they were on the Chester T. River, 
or close to the Chesapeake River. So they'd load liquor out of there. Chesapeake flows to the Chattahoochee. Chattahoochee goes right to downtown Atlanta. So there's other stories like a pontoon type boats they would build, floating float down. down the river. And then when they got there to offload it somewhere around Roswell, I guess, is where places down in there where they do it, they'd just shoot holes in the pontoon and sink it right, sink the barge right there. So yeah. I guess that's how the whole the whole bootlegging started and people taking it more towards downtown Atlanta. Oh yeah. That's where the demand that's where, that's supply and demand. where the demand was. Get it down there, they didn't that way they didn't come up here. The cheaper record. And that's <laughs> the way the moonshine in the later years you'd hear about a big steel getting caught in Atlanta yeah. or below Atlanta. But if you read and see who if they caught people, they'd always from Dawson Hill, you know. Yeah. That's but where they got their mail at. But you couldn't afford to make liquor appear on the creek banks anymore at the end, you know, so they'd hide them in a big war house or Down houses. Down they'd build a new house and uh, put a steel in it and run it a long time before they'd finish the house yeah. and sell it. What other club names you got over there, Tim? Oh, anymore? There's, there's a bunch, but right here in downtown Dawsonville, just right across from where, where the old Looper's Food Mart, which is the sporting goods store now, right across from the courthouse, that ground was higher. It was even to the ground, and that was called the Tea Room. Yeah, it was right, there. It's right there, right there on the corner, right Boy, the, between, isn't in front of the bank, off that bank. Yeah, that tea bank room. wasn't there then. T yeah, Tea Room was there. Uh, they were several uh, down Highway Nine, just right outside of town, was Mountain Breeze. The building is still there. Also, it was the Peg Bearden, Bearden had that one, and uh, let's see, it's had, still there. Yeah, the building is. Yes, got boarded up windows now. But they had uh, her son on a game room there for a while, Billy, and then you head out. Uh, Check my numbers here. So if you go on down nine, you you had like Series. Sayers, uh, one right across the street from it, and then yep. the Silver City Inn was all the way down. Silver the City Inn. That's Cal. You heard any stories about Silver City Inn? I have. My mama said they had good ham sandwiches and dill pickles there. That's where she said she loved to eat ham sandwiches then from that place. You head out west towards. They 50. turned him out of church. He was a deacon at church when he. Hey, there's a preacher run one of these. Preacher holes. Yeah, he, he was a real yeah. preacher, but he run a beer joint one. Oh, preacher. man's got to make a living. I mean, yeah. Uh, <laughs> got to have something for you communion. Eat. You got to have, yes. Why? <laughs> my, my daughter tells me I tell this story way too much, and I sure because I bet I told it ten million times. So if there's always somebody new. If alcohol was as terrible as most of these Baptists and my whole family Baptists, is why would Jesus Christ take plain water and turn it to alcohol? Most people speak up and say wine. I know wine is alcohol. When I <laughs> the active ingredient. <laughs> some of my cousin, we found some of Grandpa's old uh, homemade wine. That's the drunkest and the sickest I have been in my life. I don't care for wine now. <laughs> <laughs> Still don't. <laughs> yeah, but you go out 53 right where the Dollar General is. Hauser Mill Road is it banks up. They had Marble Inn. Was, was it Marble Inn? Yeah, Marble Inn. It, it yeah. had a made out of uh, marble. Marble. Uh, or just the front, I think. And then you had on, um, well, you had the Pines Tourist Cabins. They had a little cabins. It's in the wine. wine. Resort so area. Them little old cabins sat there forever. They rotted down. Yeah. I think they all rotted down now. Yeah, as. Well, it, they might have took most of them when they put that big around about. Yeah, there. it was falling. And I can remember when I was a kid, some 
30, 40, well, 40 years ago, probably closer to 50 now. But I can remember the building was starting to look aged, and but it's... No bid joint went a yeah. long time ago. Oh, yeah. it, it finally fell just fell in, too. But it was right past the cabins, You could see yeah. them up in there, right yeah. past the wine. Uh, and it was on the right there, wasn't it? Yeah. And then Blue Water Inn. Remember that one? Yeah, but I can't. I can't really picture. I've been. Uh, I can't picture that now. Yes, yeah, that was closer, over closer to the Pickens it's County more line. Like closer to the Kent's. And then yeah, Kent Furman Kent had one there right where that the lake, lake is, mm -hmm. and, and was in the middle of the. had one out yep, there. Yeah, he was out no, there. His was more on uh, this shortcut over here. So the the. the Furman Kent, was that in the building that the tornado blew away in 74? Yeah. Yeah. So well, it was, yeah. Yeah, it blowed it away, and he built that new restaurant right across yeah. the road. So it was right there. So there's one up by Fawcett, Fawcett's Lakes. There was, uh, 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 I ain't going to call the name. There's another one, there's another one up there. Several. So, yeah. How many of them did you work at? Just a couple of them? I worked a few of them, but no. Deliveries and whatnot. Probably every one of them. Every one of them. One or two of them, it fell in. Yeah, and then 53 from Dawsonville down to, it's called the hot spot of, of beer joints and everything. They was, you know, some beer shacks. The guy had one right there on the right uh, before you get to Thompson Road. There's one one right in there. won't call any names on that one. Then there's one there near what was Doc Robinson's store. There was one in mm -hmm. there. Uh, but you know, when you look at look at the list, that's what that little one was built out from yep. docks back this way. Uh, you know, to have so many establishments, you had to have a lot of customers. Well, a lot of these buildings were small. You know? Yeah, I mean they were. Well, we had them in all of North Georgia. It wasn't yeah. a free dry county, great county <laughs> in North yeah. Georgia. <laughs> but I mean, people must. I mean, I mean, this takes in Northeast Georgia. Yeah, but I mean, people just had to be coming from near and far. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like going... It's Demand like, was high. It's like naming off uh, Las Vegas Strip, just naming hotels all the way down through there, as many as they've had. I never knew. I knew there was a bunch, but I didn't knew there was... You could probably say 53 was... A, Georgia 53 was equivalent of the Strip. Of the Vegas Strip. <laughs> if you think about it. <laughs> you, think, you think a man could throw some dice or get in a card game at any one of them? The last time I stopped you, but I got to tell this story. <laughs> Y'all know Michael Garrett, yeah. Yeah, sure. my, my grandson. He's made a Baptist preacher. He's building in a house <laughs> over there where the Robinson place yeah, would. Yeah. And it's uh, going to be a beautiful place up there. And I was in there, and we were looking and out there, and he said, and I, I told him, I said, Michael, if I was you, if this was me in my time, I was 24 years old building this house right here, I think I was in hard heaven. Why, Papa? The biggest beer joint in Georgia is on that side. <laughs> the next biggest cross in front of you. The biggest bootlegger ever in Dawson County, by right, is on that side of you. Didn't even have to leave the house, hardly. Could walk, walk. Oh, Could walk. Right, yeah, yeah. Could walk. Oh, you sit on your front porch and just watch I it got, all take that's down. What I got bars. I got. I walked over from my house here last week. Well, brought back a lot of memories, yeah. I'm sure, didn't I it? I didn't know there was so many big holes right there. wasn't that many bar patches <laughs> I know in there. But I walked all the way over come back by Michael's house, and and I kept wanting to get away from the highway, thinking it'd be shorter. And I kept going and going, and finally come up on another house framed up there. 
And I said, damn. And I thought it must be up there behind, close to George Pew out that way, because I knew I done walked yeah. far enough. I would have been home a long time ago. And, uh, and it's just right there. I said, that looks just like that house of Michael. And I went out, same round of rooms. And when I walked in it, where I could see, that's Michael's. I made a whole damn <laughs> When I left that time, I hung 53. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, folks, that sounds like a good time to take a break on that one. We're going to uh, listen to a word from our sponsors, and we'll be back as Gordon will talk to us when we come back about this establishment where we're at tonight in the Daytona room of the Dawsonville Pool Room. We'll be right back with a crossing where the music meets the memories. not sure what is more famous, the Bully Burgers or the Sirene. Of course, we're talking about the Dawsonville Pool Room located on Bill Elliott Street in Dawsonville. Whether you want to stop by for a game of pool or enjoy one of those world famous Bully Burgers, be sure to take a gander at all the photos and news clippings from racing history in Dawson County. From dirt tracks to super speedways, it's all captured on the walls of the pool room. Dine or take out, that's a Dawsonville Pool Room where the siren sounds on every Elliott win. You probably haven't checked the propane tank lately. It's when the pilot light goes out that you finally notice, right? And now you're in a bind. Who do you call? Mills Fuel Service right now. Mills Fuel has provided North Georgia with fast, courteous service and clean propane for over 50 years. So don't let the tank hit rock bottom. Call Mills today, 706-265-3394. Three locations to serve you coming Dawsonville and Dahlonega online at millsfuelservice.com. Buell Martin Barbershop is your one-stop barber for all your men's grooming needs. Stop in for that Buell special. You'll get a straight razor shave and a haircut topped off with your choice of either witch hazel or vitalis. And for all you pickers out there, Buell stock some strings and picks for them guitars and banjos. That's Buell Martin Barbershop on Highway 9 in South Coal Mountain. If you see Piedmont, you done gone too far. Alright, we're back. We're sitting here with Mr. Gordon Perkle. We're also sitting here with Mr. Tim Whitmire, the, uh, like I said, the Public Relations Director of uh, Dawson County, and uh, my brother, Calvin Hurd. And we're uh, talking to Gordon about um, all of these beer joints that he had worked. And I, I was asking him when we, when we weren't rolling about, you know, the, the legalities of the, of the whole situation, about what was illegal, what was legal, and that kind of thing. It was perfectly fine to be selling the beer to the patrons that have a restaurant, it's just the product that they were selling, I'm assuming, because it was untaxed liquor. And most of them, they just had a license to sell beer. Right. But like the ones on the Hall County side, like the Free Gabers and the old Club Martinique, they sold government, I call it government liquor, tax-paid liquor that they buy from a liquor store in Atlanta. Because if you lived in Gainesville, you had to drive all the way downtown Atlanta to find that kind of yeah. So there was a demand for that on that end of the county, and then the rest of the beer joints up here sold moonshine out the back door. So was it like a full bar, I mean, a full cocktail bar? Or did they just pour liquor by the drink? Or how, that, right. The Free Gables and Club Marnate was, was the most classic club. Gordon back there with a shaker. <laughs> you know, his yeah, umbrellas yeah. and his drink. And you know, you think back to the future. I, I'd still love to dial it back and drive 53, old 53, 
I can't. I can imagine what it looked like because I can remember Mom saying the old Chattahoochee River Bridge going into Gaines like a wooden bridge. She said, I remember looking up at what they called Jerry Jackson Bridge, and I'm never driving across that thing because how high it was. Just you, a bridge. Yeah, it was just, but just to drive back and see what Three Gables really looked like. Yeah. That's why we do this show. It's where the music meets the memories. Well, is there not a lot of music tonight, mostly memories. About. I mean, it yeah. was a long time before we ever thought about Lake Lanier. Yeah. So when they built Lake Lanier, the old Three Gables, the whole three stories still, yeah. it's a... I tell everybody it's a fish hotel down there, <laughs> but the water came up over it. Is and there any photographs of any of these places? I've seen some pictures of Three Gables uh, on the site. I'm still I'm still trying to dig out some photos of Bloody Bucket. And everything. Folks, when you hear this episode of the podcast, if you will send those to our Facebook page, if you have any, yeah. we will be glad to share them because there's a lot of folks interested in it. Would love to see it. So, so now, Gordon, let's fast forward to, I guess, the 60s. Is that whenever you opened up the pool room? Yeah, all this Club Martinique stuff yeah, turned him into a businessman. He learned how to do the trade. So what year was it you opened up this place? Uh, in 60. In 60? Now, did you build it? Was this already a no, building that existed? No, this was built in 55. What was this place before? It was built for a restaurant. It was called City Grill when it first opened up. No, no beer joint during that time no, here. No. Now, who run the city grill at that time? I don't remember. It didn't... Didn't go long? No, I think some of the tallies or somebody ran it. And then it, uh, then it ended up... This room here was a newspaper for a long yeah. time. That's all I had for the room was here. That, was that area right there? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then on the other side was... Ann well, Anderson here. had a dress shop over there, and behind the pool room was Bill Burnham's pharmacy. Mm -hmm. And I guess... You know, you have all, all that occupied. What was the, I can remember the newspaper being right here. The Waldrops had it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Now, what what drew you to come over here and open up this place? Did you have a partner or you just decided you were going to open up a restaurant? No, it was just an accident. <laughs> <laughs> but you had the I've vending been, place going yeah, as well, yeah, right? I've been in, I've been in corn-operated uh, amusement business for... Uh, over 60 years, or nearly 70 years, I guess. I had it. So basically, when you talk about that, you was doing Put, what, sir? Jukeboxes, uh, pinball machines. And, and these business establishments. Video, video games and all Cigarette that. machines, yeah. you have those? That's how I ended up in the food. That's how I ended up in the food. Uh, Ed, the Reese boys ran, had the food when I first started. And Frank Perkle, my cousin out of Gainesville, had the machine, uh, the pool tables and the pinball machine. But Frank didn't put out a cigarette machine, so he come and I put a cigarette machine in here. They, they had that, so uh, they closed it down and two brothers, it was close a little bit, but two brothers opened it up and, and they was running. And, uh, they couldn't get along. It was Tommy and uh, Lord Dean Shelfie. Yeah. And somehow they, they had squabbles. Yeah, so uh, they told me they'd close it. So I asked them, I bought the equipment, what it was, and then went and talked to Taff House. This city is the same as always. Oh, I'm dealing with the third generation now. They yeah. have three or four family owns all the business in downtown. Fouts, McClure. Fouts and McClure's and uh, Gillen's own yeah, block. Yeah, yeah, they own just about all this right in here. This is all Taft Fouts's. Yeah, he's, yeah. And uh, Angie now 
Uh, so you just moved the operation in here. Did you move the vending place here as well? Were you operating that out? I did that, that a long time later. I moved it here. So when you did that, did you I have... that door in there. Too. Yeah. Did you have... Were you just charging them rent on the vending stuff, or did you get a percentage of the sales as well, or both, or... When, I, when you would when you would uh, carry something to somebody's business like a jukebox yeah, or something. Of it was 50-50. 50 we, we kept it up. Service the machine them. took in uh, hundred dollars. I kept fifty and gave them fifty. Gotcha. You're the only one with the key to the the coins, right? At the time. Yeah. 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 I remember I'm, this producer Steve. I'm chiming in here. I am so <laughs> sorry, Steve. By the way. We don't do these enough here anymore. I get out of sync, and I usually welcome Steve as well, but this is our producer, we're, the good Dr. Steve Thompson. We're, we're, in a, we're in an unusual situation here. Yeah. It's all good. It's all COVID. Good. It's the whole pandemic. It's a pandemic. Oh, I yeah. put my mask on. I forgot. That's right. Yeah, we're all sitting here with masks on in case yeah. you're not watching yeah. the video. Yeah. But yes, go yeah. ahead, Steve. So one of my, so I was born in 68. I remember about 1977 or 8, something like that, when Pac-Man first came out. We came up here with my family, and you'd gotten some of the first Pac-Man machines, and they'd given you a, a, some T-shirts, and you gave one to me and my little brother, and we were the coolest people in school that whole school year, because we had Pac-Man T-shirts, white with the like piping on the sleeves and the collar, you know, and had the Pac-Man logo on it. I mean, you couldn't find those. They didn't sell those T-shirts then. You know, that was the, the coolest thing. That's, that's how I, I remember you being in the coin-operated game thing. That was back in the late yeah. 70s. So I'll do you one better than that. nothing like it. That, when new games come along. It's wild. I mean, pinballs and jukeboxes being here Had forever. always been around. Yeah. But when the video games come in, that changed the everything. they got to Pac-Man and Gary, it done A whole new ball of wax, right? And I ended up, I, I ended up, I done got in that kind of, uh, I ended up with the kangaroo stores, the watch yep. over in Gainesville, and then, but it done started out. Went snowballed. Uh, it just went crazy as hell. We had country cupboard too. And that. then the country cupboard started, and I had them. And I had, the first man died of this 19, this thing. Uh, COVID. D Donnie. Uh, see. See, yeah. Yeah. He was a parts manager down at Pete's Reed Distributing Company where I bought most of my machines and everything. And he tells everybody that's the reason he's built here. <laughs> that's why he's there. <laughs> he kept one day and he said, I'm fed up this place down here. you got to find me somewhere in Dawson County. Uh, find me some land up there. Well, this went on a little bit. And I gave him Hubert Bailey's phone number. Yeah. And, um, so I he got bought here. his place from Hubert Bailey, yeah. and that's just, he, he lived it. And then Steve, I'll do you one better on that Pac-Man thing when all that hit. My daddy, which was, him and Gordon were always big friends and close, we'll get into that a little bit more later, but he came up here one Christmas, and I don't know if he, y'all worked out some kind of lease or bought it or got it. Anyway, my Santa Claus that year was a uh, Miss Pac-Man machine what? sitting in the house. All you had to do was hit the button. Oh no quarters, nothing. It just restarted the first every time. One I saw, I mean, wow. It was huge. They were still going good then. That's one of the best games, too. My daddy said he was going to sell so much better than Pat. Oh, yeah. absolutely. So much quicker game. My yes. daddy said he was going to sell parking spots out in the car. We, all my friends were coming over. <laughs> <laughs> my, my dad was a little more of a traditionalist. My dad and Gordon grew up. We got the pool table. The yeah, pool table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that drew a crowd, too. Yeah. So. so you're operating in the pool room and the vending and... Things are clicking pretty good by then, or keeping you a lot busier. Yeah, when the, the video craze come along, that, it just went 
wild as heck. I ended up, I was operating 21 counties here in Georgia and a little bit in Alabama and some Tennessee and South Carolina, just over the, the borders. When, and I like to tell everybody, it, it was on a Friday at 4 o'clock, people decided not to play video games no more. Stop that quick. It was just like he did it, I mean, not once. It just went well, how, do you, how, many game, how many actual video game units do you think you had at the, at the peak, like operating in stores? Over about fifteen, seventeen hundred. Wow. How many people did you have working for you? Service and helping? About five in, I think. Had about four routes. That's full time full time crowd, I guess. And right? all that was being run out of here? Hmm? All that was running all out of here? Run out of here. Now when you bought the And repair. All the repair shop. Yeah, there yeah. was a shop back here and hit in the head. But I, I you know, still done Somehow in my basement. But when you were doing the pool room, was you was you selling burgers at the time? You mm -hmm. sell you were selling food and everything. Had you had ever done food before? No, hell no. <laughs> just decided to just decided to put dip in your toes in the restaurant business. When did Bully come to work for it? Because I can remember as a little kid coming to the pool room, dad bring me up here to get a burger. Uh -huh. I couldn't go in. But uh, he'd get us a burger. But uh, when we got in high school, uh, we could we would slip out of high school, run down here and get a burger if we brought our teacher back one or the principal. You went, we could bring them back one. And then uh, when we worked for the news school newspaper, uh, fortunately Dawsonville Pool Room was on my client list. <laughs> so <laughs> smart on your part. Yeah. yeah, but you always hear about the bully burger yeah. being sold here. Who so was when, who was this well, when bully? When did he start too? Uh, Cleon Hamby run it the first 10 That's years right, yeah. I had it here. And, um, but when Bully started, and this is a, see, that's how the Bully boy was yeah. born. Uh, yeah, he's a country anybody you ever seen, he was over all of them. <laughs> and, uh, but, uh, he could he never wrote nothing down. He didn't Just fixed it every how he wanted and, it. And, it got, then when the business finally got picking up, you know, it got pretty busy in here. Yeah. And the locals be in here, and they come see he's busy. And Bully always, he, you'd think he worked, come from the varsity, because you, you walked up, what do you have? Right. And uh, you tell him, he didn't write nothing down, but he could remember. But hell, he got busy, he couldn't. Remember all that stuff. Too many people, orders. And people started coming up and they'd say he's busy. They said, give me a bully burger. That's what I'm going to get in him. <laughs> <laughs> and and his, his way was uh, hamburger with slaw, mustard, ketchup, and onions and a pickle on top. Yeah. And, and you get them without the onions, too, was either yeah, with or without. Ask, yeah. yeah. You could ask. So you might not get it, or you might. But it's it's been it just like you're gonna get a bully burger. Just give me a bully burger. Yeah. It was it's easy. Was <laughs> packing here. But everybody knows what a bully burger yeah. for ten years for whatever. He was the suit Nazi before the suit Nazi came along. Oh, he's over What was his last name? Thurman. Thurman. Bully Thurman. Bully Thurman. How long did he work here? Till he nearly. Till he couldn't work really. He died, I guess. No, he. Worked here about all his life. 40 then. years, I guess. Yeah. I can remember before football practice, we'd come down here and get a bully burger. Uh, and anytime you come down here, that was the thing, had to run and get a bully burger. Bully burger, fresh cut fries and a drink, soft drink, was uh, $2.10. And it gets so packed, it, you know, it's sort of like the soup Nazi type rules. It gets so packed, everybody yelling, bully, where's my burger and everything. 
if you sat there patiently and he knew who you was, he'd turn around with a burger and just hand you just one. Hand it <laughs> it didn't matter what order it was in. You know, if he knew you, he made sure you got one. one. You didn't have to wait. And that's the way it was. So that makes me want to touch a little bit, getting back to some of the stories, how I knew you and grew up around all y'all and stuff. But you were becoming quite the uh, businessman in the city of Dawsonville. So y'all got the idea up and with help and stuff. Y'all were the charter member. Y'all did the charter members of the uh, Dawson County JCs. Your daddy was. And my daddy was in on that mm -hmm. from Forsyth County, but he was in on the Dawson County. Him and Harold Penning, Harold. Herbert. Which did a lot with the fall oh, festival. Help, help that helped start the fall festival kind of going too. But I said all that to say this. Tell them the story when they decided to let Dawson County host the national convention down in Atlanta. What y'all did when y'all brought in some supplies? Well, each different clubs hosted a state. Right. And we stay, We hosted uh, Colorado, and they brought a fire truck special made full of Coors beer. <laughs> brought it in on the uh, railroad, didn't they? Yeah. A whole boxcar full of Coors. But way before Smokey and the Bandit came yeah. out, they were bringing bootleg Coors into Georgia. And at the time, you could only take it to Texarkana. And, and, and we could, you know, what was a convention... I think if I remember right, my dad said it was down at Powers Ferry, down at the Holiday Inn or something. He said every room you would go in, the bathtubs were packed full of ice and there were Coors beer. It's just as far as you could see. Yeah, they, they, Charter they members. took loads of it and we didn't have no way to cool it. We just put it in beer and put ice over it. <laughs> They As you about did. That. that was a member for a long time. Yes, I, I grew up hearing that story about it. I think that's the only time that Coors ever come on to the south or on this side of the country. Uh, probably. Was that the only time y'all hosted a convention, too? <laughs> or oh, last time? Yeah, yeah. Last it, was a, time. it was a fun convention, though, I bet. Yeah. Now, you own Corner Cafe, too? or Yeah. Yeah, so that was the pool room down in the area where Club Martinique and all that is. Or you, Hill. You had a pool room down there, Corner Cafe, for... A number of years, too. Yeah, when there's no real Kent's a long that's time. True. Yeah, that's right. I, 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 I had several, several game rooms scattered in within four counties. Or, uh, these four counties right here. So uh, the pool room's open in the 60s, right? Mm -hmm. So one other question I had, and my mother said to ask you about this. I don't know if it was a JC party or not, but it was a Christmas party down at your residence for one year. And Jim Ed Brown wound up down there in his bus and got stuck. No, I don't remember getting stuck. She said he got stuck in the mud. It was coming a big rain or something, but it was yes, a... Right when we started, right after we started J.C. How did y'all wind up with Jim Ed Brown in War Hill? He, uh, he, the J.C.'s had a, a show at okay. the high school. And he played in it. So I invited them all to come down to my house after the show was over. After party. But they going back to, they had to be back at uh, Nashville. Nashville at a certain time. But anyhow, they come down there, and I broke out of hell with a damn bar down there. Pop <laughs> <laughs> a top again. <laughs> And was it his bus driver got uh, incapacitated? Yeah, I can't her name. Uh, Did sing with him? No, but she a singer now. I mean, she likes to sing, but she come with him. 
And uh, she left with them, but they dropped her off when they got to Dawsonville. They just dropped her off at the... But they didn't leave at 3 or 4 o'clock in the damn morning. <laughs> Jim Ed Brown in Dawsonville. Well, I can pretty much end my... Th I mean, I've covered them two tales. That's pretty good. <laughs> So, well, let, let's let's talk. Let's go ahead. We'll, we'll we'll fast forward again a little bit about the association with the Elliott family. Well, let's get to that. When let's take one more break. And we're gonna take a break. Up. We're gonna take another break. All right, then. We're gonna let Tim talk about some sponsors that we've got lined up. Maybe some new sponsors. But uh, y'all take a listen to this. Stay tuned. We'll be right back as we wrap up our session here in the Daytona Room at the world famous Dawsonville Pool Room. Tim Whitmire, Gordon Perkle, myself, Chris Cheatham, and the producer. Extraordinaire, the good Dr. Steve Thomason over there turning dials and making smiles. We'll be right back after this message. Transforming the way you listen to sports. Yep, we've covered all of it, at least since 1978, 79, 80, 81, 82. Okay, you get the point. We've got it covered. The North Georgia Sports League. Go ahead, like us on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Keyword search, North Georgia Sports Link. Come in to Jan's Jeans for all your needs in today's fashions. Specializing in Jordache and Gloria Vanderbilt, and my favorite, Calvin Klein. Jan's Jeans can fit you in a pair today. And for y'all and cowgirls, we even carry them form-fitting Wranglers. Stop by and see us at Jan's Jeans, Spot Road in Coal Mountain, Forsyth County, Georgia, U.S. of A. Sun's out, plows out, folks. Time to get your gardens planted. When you need your planting supplies, T.R. Thomas Mill in Coal Mountain is the place you need to go. Come in and get your seeds for your corn, peas, turnips, and beans. We got half runners and full runners. Don't forget, you gotta have some viewer for fertilizer. T.R. Thomas Mill. Hey, we're in Coal Mountain, Spot Road, USA, across from Jan's Jeans. And we are back with the third and final segment of The Crossing, where the music meets the memories. We're going to call this a celebrity episode. Name dropping episode. Yeah, we're going to yeah. draw a name drop. Yeah, on we'll this do one. some name dropping. We're going to start with the Elliots, but we're going to end bigger. Oh, well, I'll let hey, you... If you can end bigger. I don't know that you can, but we're going to try. So let's talk about uh, the racing part of how the pool room got incorporated with that. Did you do anything much before Bill started racing? Was you still uh, big into the racing scene? Or? No, yeah, I, I've always been I know you've always enjoyed it. But and I went with Bill and him when they first when started. When they would go to like Woodstock and stuff? Know, yeah, and um, I was around all the old crew and his old volunteers and... Uh, just the, their makeshift yeah. crew they all yeah. had. Yeah, we talked to Dan Elliott. Uh, yeah, well, Dan was uh, on we, our show. We did one of we just did a show with Dan. He was telling us about the makeshift crew, just a bunch of volunteers, just it running with them. Yeah. yeah, but everybody, you know, back when Elliott's, you know, were running. Now it was, you know, a lot of people had dirt track cars, and Bill was racing the premier, the big race, the 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 nightcap at Dixie Speedway Late and Jeffco and and uh, some of those races, but. Uh, it really hit big. Yeah, I can remember. I think it was '76 when he ran down at Atlanta and everything. His first race at Atlanta. Everybody went down there. I mean, I think I was 16, and and I think there were some Coors beers in there. I remember <laughs> seeing them uh, with the crew that went down there. But the old Atlanta Bobby Allison won that race. Never forget that one. But uh, 
uh, everybody just, it, it was so cool that a local boy had done good with Bill Elliott, but I guess when when it exploded is when he won that first race, Gordon, Riverside. Yeah, yep. Riverside, uh, 93. And <clears throat> that was on the TV, I guess, that day up here at the pool room. Huh? Y'all had it on the TV I up here. It was satellite because it was on satellite. It like cable. Pool room was about some place you could yeah. come around and watch it. There wouldn't be five or six places in Dawsonville in that you could watch, watch the it race. through the satellite. <clears throat> and I put, but they, they, I just put the side, there's an over in a house set right out here in the back parking lot out there. And I had it rented to store some games and stuff in there. Worked a deal. I out of the room here. And, uh, some of the boys fixed up the back this bedroom in the corner. It, in the, uh, but they, I put them a satellite up here. We were closed on Sunday. Nobody right. watched races on Sunday up here. Yeah. Well, they'd all hang out. And I just happened to come by that Sunday and come back there when the race was winding down. Road course in California. Cali Riverside. 83? Under yellow. Yeah. 83. Finished under yellow, so we knew he was going to win it almost at the end. Well, the boys were talking about going around the courthouse the wrong way, blowing their horns, Doing all kinds clowning. of things to do. And I happened to look over and I seen this damn, it's out of that museum. It ain't that big at first old siren. It's an electric siren. Um, it sat right up over the Dough up on the roof up there. And, uh, you thought I to yourself, it, self? I seen it laying there, and there's a drop cord laying by it. It just had two pigtails sticking out of it, and I run and grab that thing stuck in it. And, and it just, commenced. Just got it ready, laid it on that little old dark of that old house out there where we load stuff up, laid it down. He took that checkered flag, I plugged that thing up, I'm like, damn, that thing's laughing. <laughs> it ain't big as nothing. You seen that? Y'all filmed it in Anyhow, it really went off, off uh, loud. And uh, uh, it was a. Uh, did people start coming in from huh. trying to figure out what was going on? Oh, yeah. Well, first thing is, David Sheriff pulled right up, right in, and he came down here and said, uh, What's going on? He said, Bill Elliott won the race. <laughs> Get used he said to he it. He did. <laughs> and, uh, he didn't commence clowning then, did he? <laughs> no. Well, he pulled off and he pulled back in. He come back down there. He said, Y'all can't get that thing to stop. I said, Bill Elliott won a race. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> I seen he was on this radio yeah. when he left that time. I thought he'd come back in here. It's got to be a pretty... I bet we were on that thing for, I don't know, but nobody knows. They, they just thought something bad happened in Dawsonville because they wouldn't crowd it. Right. It's got to be a pretty good feeling watching the national broadcast now, and every time they mention Chase winning, they, they call it the siren. Sirene. It's not sirens going no, okay. off the Dawsonville pool. It wasn't long after that. They, uh, Bill went for a dry spell, and he, he won this race. And I, I was kind of wondering, reckon they win again. win again. But they said they're ringing the bell at the pool room. Well, AJC called me, so a reporter did, said, Gordon, that ain't no bell you ring up there, is it? And I said, no, it's a siren. And they were sent and that's the way they Well, even when you set it off, uh, I guess whenever Chase won his first race, 
You said it off the law still came back yeah, up here, didn't Yeah, I remember that it? night, yeah. Because it had been law. so long, the, the, somebody was calling calling in, called thought something had happened, didn't State they? Patrol State come, Patrol. There was two cars of State Patrol come out here. Remember that? I, don't, I think you were here. Gordon Jr. probably set it off. That's what it was. Yeah, well, we ain't missed the one. Yeah. And they come in. What I mean, blue lights are flying. This was what, you know, last five years. And... I, th it, I think it was the wasn't the NASCAR race. It was his first um, sprint series or something. They set it off at that point, and they were all over. They said, you can't be doing that. I mean, things just don't change over 30, 40 years. But I didn't miss one of Bill's Cup races. Yeah. Not a Got one. them all. I remember, I remember about it. It's out there in the museum. It tells that. that, it, that yeah. That's what scared me the other night when we've screwed up and... Yeah, we always had that going. Yeah. Ain't gonna have, I'm gonna show you how you can do it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, that was the, that was, a, yeah, that was uh, the one he won 11 o'clock on a win, the midweek Charlotte race. Right. And we were out here, come up here, and nobody around. I'm making some calls. Like, how do we get this thing going? And one of the deputies was gonna send somebody, one of the deputies around just to you know, fire off a siren. I said, no, no, no. It's not the same. We've got to have the pool room siren. But one of the deputies before you got here said, y'all realize a lady lives right up here? I said, yeah. Do you realize it's 1130? Yeah. Y'all still going to set it off? I said, well, that's the plan. As soon as Gordon you gets here. You didn't say Bill Ellen won the damn race. That's what Gordon says. Or Chase Ellen. The next day, this is what, three weeks ago, something like that, when, yeah, like, uh, like Wednesday. Yeah. I saw the next day on social media, whoever does a social media account for the pool room said, uh, if you guys heard a siren last night at around whatever time, whatever, it wasn't us. Yeah. And they tweeted at the at the Dawson County Sheriff. Did you see that? They throw around on the page. It shows uh, two people walking down through here. And... Uh, one of them's toting like a horn or something and uh, said, people's trying to uh, sleep in Dawsonville and they're sounding the siren. Yeah. <laughs> well, the funny story I thought with, with Chase's first win, you know, of course, I think I was on a Saturday night, I guess it was, through the week, and it, it was spring of the year, tornado season. Yeah. And we'd had some storms earlier in the week. And, and y'all set it off. And people sort of wondering. I remember I'm going on social media. It's it's not a tornado. We talked to somebody, but it's not a tornado. Chase Elliott won. Yeah. So once all that yeah, happened, yeah. When they first, you can see, you could see it out there somewhere up on that water tower yeah. when they finally put that siren yeah. from the former mm -hmm. station. When they first started sounding that, they, I'd get all kinds of calls. Bill <laughs> win. <laughs> so once that broke and Bill got on that hot streak and. People just started flocking up here because they thought that Bill or some of the crew would be in here at all any time they'd come by here just yeah. about, didn't mm -hmm. they? And they got to where they wouldn't even come by anymore, didn't they, for a while because yeah, it get so they, crowded they, 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 they couldn't they, get any peace. Couldn't even get them a bully burger. Well, this was the place where you get T-shirts yeah. and uh, mm -hmm. figurines, uh, the cars and everything. We'd, we'd put them up here and sell them. I, I bought a few for you, but it's, this was the place to get T-shirts. And it was pool room T-shirts really started taking off just as popular as Bill A's shirts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, Gord, uh, I, don't, I don't know if we've got enough time, but during that hot streak, you know, sports, whether it was Sports Illustrated or, or CBS, Ken Squire used to love to come to Dawsonville mm -hmm. and do interviews. You and Rooster, Ingram, who used to have the station right across the street over here, 
they'd interview him because he uh, was friends with Bill. Y'all had a, a points race or something based on your name or business getting put in the paper or TV or something. Yeah, and he drove Chevrolets yeah. and he... <laughs> yeah, always something. Yeah. But we had or we had something going back and forth for us all the time. Are you amazed on how, I guess, the Dawsonville pool room is so nationally known still to this day? You never would have thought of it. I can't believe it. So with the Elliot's... Well, something that simple, sounding a damn sign <laughs> that I'm determined, you know, I get up... It's going to happen. I'm going to drive up in my drawers to set that siren <laughs> off if I have to. So who all, uh, celebrity-wise, yeah. have been... I know... Uh, the guy, lead singer for ACDC was in here one time, mm -hmm. did a show with you yeah, guys. Yeah, Brian Johnson came Brian here one time. Did Ozzy, Ozzy Osbourne come by here one time? I think so. Larry yeah. the Cable Guy. Larry the Cable Guy. Larry, he he could a few times. Yeah. Now, you, Roger Daltrey, did you become friends with him, the lead who? singer of the, the who? who? Did you know him? I can't remember him bit, but there's something I can remember. I can't. Seems like I remember a story. Yeah. I'm sorry, but I, I remember a story about Gordon being buddies with with all people. Um, I don't know what. No, I but it, it's almost any racing show when Dawsonville comes up, it's inevitable that they're going to mention the pool room. And I know, I think it was Dell Junior's show recently. They were talking about going up and grabbing a beer at the pool room. They said well, you can't get you a can't beer get at the, a pool beer room. the pool room. He goes, what? <laughs> Yeah. You remember that? That, that just yeah. within the last year, they thought it, this was a bar. No, it's a a, a burger family place. Type. So what yeah. happens is the pool room gets on Twitter and gives Dale Jr. an invite. Yeah, over Twitter, and so now he's they've drawn the line. He's got to come up here. We oh, figured yeah. he'd be here tonight, but he didn't show up. <laughs> we tried. I figured there'd be a line out here because when we were waiting to come in, somebody said, "What's going on?" I said, "I can't tell you." That's because Chris was walking up to him with like we're doing curbside. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's going on? I said, "We're filming something." Yeah. Tonight. <laughs> and, and this person looked at me and said, "Okay, said you're going to be there." I said, "I can't say." <laughs> so rhubarb Jones used to do his march of dimes oh, yeah, here, y'all. Yeah, we got big, real good. The thing. amount of uh, money that this place and y'all like, donated. This would be his number one. Well, he raised more money here than anywhere else. And he was making his last stop. He, make it, he, got, yeah. he finally got making it his last stop here. See, I think Rhubarb and Roger Daughter, that's who the two I was getting confused. Probably so. With the, yeah, the, the physique. The physique. With the yeah. the like that. <laughs> well, it was the, the pennies is what he would do, raising money for his bikini. <laughs> thing. Yeah. And so, yeah, that was big. But, you know, you talk about the pool room's involvement with, you know, uh, the leukemia. Charities. And and charity like that. But you mentioned the JCs. The JCs sparked, you know, the fall festival, and the goal was empty stocking fund, Putting toys, which has turned into care for kids, is is taking care of the community. Yeah, at all Giving around back. this community hub here. That's what makes Dawsonville so great is the community around here. And everybody knows you, or they say they know you anyway. If they don't, they'll make it up. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> it seems a lot. Uh, NBC, the network used to have a sports show. I think it was Max. Mike and Mike. I can't even find the name, but it didn't wouldn't show here. But they finally got showing in Atlanta, but it didn't last long. But they sent a crew of three, uh, two men and a one women come down. It was on a uh, what night? Friday night. The JCs. What it was a JCs Big night. Big night. Yeah. And you, the, the JCs would come here because of bootleg, you know. They come have them a beer before we go. Well, it's when yeah, Bill's getting rabbit and that uh, more people working yeah, up yeah. there. Cause 
none of Joel's Abbott's crew couldn't come in here. Yeah. <laughs> Crowd he, 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 Yeah, yeah. He, they know where they drank it. But we had our about <laughs> ten, ten Coors shirts right. out walking around here. And they finally, they, they interviewed me in the beginning, and then they was interviewed if we ended up in that far corner, and I walked by them up there, and they said, could we get a beer? I said, yeah. Uh, bring us three Coors. I said, I'm sorry, I'm out of Coors. Budweiser's all I have right now. <laughs> and they said, we're good. <laughs> well, we were pretty busy, so I come and pour them in them Coca-Cola cups. It's like it's natural, me, you know. Right. But as I started carrying back, I said, oh, shit, this be another question again. Yeah. So just I hand them the beer, I said, I better them do it. I said, you know, I told you how unique the people is in Dawsonville. Dawsonville is really a Budweiser Town. All my customers drink Budweiser. Right. And uh, but since Coors is good enough to sponsor Bill Elliott, we drink our Budweisers in Coca-Cola cups. Great Ralph said in a way, what if they put that on TV? I said, ain't no way even you from Georgia gonna be up in Washington DC when they show it. You wasn't worried about the exposure up there anyway. Would. Yeah. Well so, Gordon, thank you yes, so sir. much for uh your time tonight we're gonna to have to do a part two yeah, yeah at least we could have we've just barely tipped the iceberg but we appreciate it you've, uh, you've been a friend of me and my family for as oh, long as i remember yeah, and we yeah. go back a long way not we just for this so back. and uh i don't see it letting up no time soon if we get over this pandemic we'll get yeah. everything back in and me and chris come up here and work the parking lot and take <laughs> orders for you yes. we'll do bully burgers absolutely can't screw that order up anyway <laughs> <laughs> we just have to figure out how to get the get the night race on the side of the building. No, we're going to do that. Yeah, that's going to happen. We're going to make we're going to make that happen. I think <laughs> we could do a, a live remote broadcast up here. We just I don't see why not. Yeah, Channel Five ain't we're got nothing YouTube on YouTube live. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Folks, thank y'all so much for tuning in. We hope you have enjoyed it as much as we have. Well, I know you ain't enjoyed it as much as we have, but uh, we hope you do enjoy it when you listen to this. Hope everybody has a, uh, y'all have a safe holiday weekend. It's coming up. You know where I'm going. It's 4th of July. You know where I'm headed to. Daytona. Daytona Beach every year. International Speedway Boulevard. That, we're headed that way. But y'all take care. We'll see y'all on the next episode of The Crossing, where the music meets the memories. So long, everybody. The Crossing, where music meets memories, is recorded at Due South Productions, high atop the northeast tower of Pete's Castle in South Coal Mountain, Georgia and is recorded and mixed by Steve Thomason. Hosted by Cole Mountain Cal Hurd and Chris Cheatham. Theme music, written, performed, and recorded by Wendell Cox. The Crossing is a production of Roadhog Music and may not be rebroadcast without the express written consent of Dew South Productions or at least a text message from Cole Mountain Cal's Razor Phone. That'll work too. All rights reserved. All right, we'll catch you next time right here on The Crossing.